Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. There is nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. I can't remember who said that, but that's a quote from someone not far more intelligent than I am. I think it was me. I think I said that. <laughs> as long as nobody Googles that and double checks. I think it was Delta was the first one that I had heard of. Canceled all flights in and out of China. And that was kind of my first indication that, oh, no, this is going to be a really big deal. Being empathetic within the business, you know, to your colleagues and to your team. What we've obviously seen is how organizations have adapted to the new environment. So, Ryan, I know I said this to you before Christmas, but I hope you had a really good Christmas. Thank you, Colin. I would wish you a good Christmas too, but I'm kind of hoarding all the good Christmas for myself. And so, unfortunately, <laughs> there's none left over for you. No, I, I hope you had a, a lovely time and were able to spend with family, even if remotely. So, the good thing in, in England is that effectively they've had a lockdown so you could have Christmas with your family, <laughs> which is just a way it's, it's virtually worked out. I don't think the government would articulate it as that. But yeah, so we're obviously looking at 2021. And I think everyone's very pleased. Yes, with, <laughs> with desperate relief, we're looking at 2021. Yeah, we're nearly at 2021. But I thought it'd be good for us to just do what we normally do at this time of the year, which is just a look back and to pick out the things that we've learned. And I think we've agreed that we're going to do one personal and one business thing we've learned this year. For me, one of the the things that I took away from the dumpster fire that was 2020 was just kind of a renewed appreciation for human resilience. Yeah, there's been so much that has been thrown at people this year and just compounding tragedy upon difficulty upon tragedy again. And not to trivialize people who have gone through really, really awful hard things and are recovering from that. Totally. But, you know, people roll with things and we adjust and we make best. I grew up reading about a lot of, of what happened in the aftermath of World War One and World War Two and my generation hasn't experienced anything like that. You hear about it talking to parents and, and uncles and aunts and grandparents, but experiencing that firsthand, it's it's been heartening, as difficult as it has been for everybody. And there are lots of examples of people not coping well with these things. But on the whole, it's been affirming. It's been great to see that in people. I agree. Human resilience is is incredible. You know, people's tenacity. And I think just the way that people adapt to things it's just it's just so surprising you know i was talking to a client at the beginning of the pandemic and i think they said something like within 15 days they'd move their call centers which like had i want to say five six hundred people in they'd move them to be working uh, at home and you think 
bloody hell, the logistics behind that. Now, they obviously had a contingency plan and everything else, but having a contingency plan and still doing stuff like that is amazing, isn't it? No, I, I mean, I can remember at the very start of the pandemic, I think it was Delta was the first one that I had heard of, canceled all flights in and out of China for some period of time. And that was kind of my first indication that, oh, no, this is going to be a really big deal. The fact that one airline was canceling flights to one country for like two or three weeks. And and it, it seemed like something almost impossible. And then within a few weeks or months, the impossible was happening all over the place every day. Like things that when you think about the difficulty of making change and of enacting policies and you need three years of meetings before anything happens. Yeah. But then when push comes to shove, we make things happen as a species. We just, when you absolutely need it to happen, somehow we find a way to happen. And, and that's been a silver lining. Just from a scientific perspective, just get into a vaccine within, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's, that's a great example, right? I mean, we have these processes that are in place in order to rigorously test and maximize safety. And that's a good thing in general. This was an instance, though, where we needed things to happen faster. And by golly, they, they worked to make things happen faster. So it's, I'm very much a naysayer. I know that's something that you like about me, Colin, is that I <laughs> tend to be very negative on new things. And yet people get stuff done. It's been great. To yeah. No, it is. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, my personal one is... I consider I've got a really nice life. I fly between here and the States all the time. Here being in, I'm in England at the moment. So between England and the States, I was doing sort of six weeks there, six weeks back in England. You have all the trappings of enjoying yourself and material benefits and everything else. And what you just realise is none of that's important. What becomes important is... So in the first lockdown we had, the first thing that I missed most was just hugging my grandchildren, basically. So you just realise that life is, you realise that those things are the icing on the cake and actually, you know, what at the core is, is the real issue. And the real issue is just as, you know, as everybody talks about, is obviously family and friends, basically. And just realising how social we are and how much we we need those things. And I've often said, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to travel around so much? And guess what? I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> so this is on you then. You it sent is. out a pretty universe. And- it is. So for me, in summary, it's just reinforcing that it's family and friends that are the most important thing in your life. And this has been kind of a, a forced perspective, taking exercise for a lot of us, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I, think you just realise that when that's the case, you just think to yourself, why did I get all so ex- upset about this and that and this bit? Actually, none of that matters. So what about from a business side of things? What have you learned this year? This also kind of builds on reacting to the pandemic and related economic difficulties, but just the, the power of empathy for business and the advantages that businesses can have by being more empathetic towards their customers. Yeah. This can come in the form of increased accommodations, so just being more flexible, but also just in terms of anticipating what people want and will need under unusual circumstances. I think there have been a lot of companies that have successfully kind of bent over backwards and, and earned a lot of goodwill from customers when they needed it. And, and also, unfortunately, some examples of businesses that didn't will probably pay a longer term 
price for that. So this is, you know, this is a topic that you and I mention frequently is the power of empathy. And, and I think that this year just brought it home to me. Yeah. And I think the other side of it that you haven't spoke about, I think is key as well, is being empathetic within the business, you know, to your colleagues and to uh, your team. What we've, again, obviously has seen is just how organizations have have adapted to the new environment, you know, working at home and 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 that has suited lots of people, but there also has been a hell of a lot of people where it, it hasn't suited them, where they just don't have the the resources or the space at home to be able to, to do those things. And just when people have gone, I'm going for a COVID test or something like that, you think, bloody hell, that's you know, that's a tough time, isn't it? But no, I think I think you're right. Empathy is has come to the fore. And I agree. There are some organisations where you think to yourself, "Yeah, people aren't going to people aren't going to forget the way that you operated." Yeah, it's like, have have you met human beings before? Like, is this yeah. you know? Do you have, have more than kind of a book knowledge of how people operate? Yeah, I agree. And we've just had a couple of the grocery stores in the UK uh, about three or four weeks ago. Tesco's and Sainsbury's, I recall, gave money back to the government for some, I can't exactly remember what it is, but they gave money back to the government that they had loaned them or whatever else. Some kind um, of stimulus. Or, or, or rate, yeah, sort of rate rebate type thing. And I, and I think that you are, again, seeing a recognition from organisations that they can't just be greedy, basically, and they will be judged by a different standard for uh, all the things that are happening this year. Right. I guess part of the reason why you're listening to this podcast is because you want to learn, grow and develop yourself personally. Why not let me help you by acting as your personal mentor or coach and help you develop yourself into the business person you'd like to be? I have years of experience in corporate life, progressing from the shop floor all the way through to a senior executive position. I then started my own business and grew it from nothing into a multi-million dollar consultancy recognized by the Financial Times as being one of the leading management consultancies. So whether you're in corporate life or starting your own business, you can benefit from my years of experience. To find out more, just go to beyondphilosophy.com backslash coach. That's beyondphilosophy.com backslash coach. My business one, we did a podcast, which if listeners haven't listened to, which was all around customer science. And I think we called it, is customer science the next wave of change? Now, I'm sure uh, you being in academia will tell me that uh, I'm just seeing things because I want to see things, and that may be the case. But what the biggest thing I've learned is that fusion and the power of the fusion between digital, AI, behavioral science, which therefore sort of includes memory and the power of of the fusion of those. So I think we said in the podcast at the time, because I, I think this is really true, there is nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. I can't remember who said that, but that's a quote from someone not far more intelligent than I am. I, I think it was me. I think I said that. <laughs> 
As long as nobody Googles that and double checks. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if Ron Hamilton said, oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, I gotta, I'll, I'll be on Wikipedia. Give me just a minute. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I think that what we obviously know is digital has gone crazy this year, okay? And when you start to go, well, wh- where's all this stuff going? It's obviously digital is going to carry on going crazy and, and um, people are going to move into that area much more. But with the merger, with the immersion of AI, obviously AI has been there for some time, but it's starting to become more practical with the increase understanding and people getting on board in the whole area of behavioral science with the whole big data and you know and even even bigger data with everything else that's happening being able to understand how your customer is feeling and we haven't got the time to go into it today but effectively building a memory map of what your customers memories could be and then being able to predict what the customer's going to do next understanding uh, everything we talk about on this podcast in behavioral science and being able to dynamically segment segment the, your audiences and therefore be able to give them uh, much more personalized interactions digitally, I think is going to be huge. And I've talked to loads of people since we did that podcast. Everyone that I'm talking to is going, yeah, you're right. That's where it all fits. And that's where it fits together. I think we're sort of in the foothills of that. And people may be listening to this podcast in five years' time and going, yeah, actually, um, Ryan and Colin, not only does Ryan do really good quotes on things. Um, <laughs> that only does Ryan sound suspiciously like Henry Ford for a time. Okay. P.T. Barnum, I can't get it. Yeah. That was sort of some uh, insights that uh, I think are starting to come together. So that's the biggest thing from, from my perspective. And I think that's going to, that's certainly an area I'm going to be looking into a hell of a lot more next year, and uh, I think is going to be a massive, massive growth area going forward. I mean, as you said, a lot of these technologies have been around for a while, but it does kind of feel like we've we've hit an inflection point on several of them simultaneously. Oh, I like the word. In, I like the word inflection. Well, you, you can see, find I really like that the- in my big book of quotes, <laughs> volume two. Now, w- what we should have is we should have had. What's the best word that you've learned oh. this year? Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, and my word would be fusion. I do like the word fusion, but inflection and inflection point is an even, you know, I know that inflection point's two words, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's um, quite like that. That's, that's quite good. But, but no, it, I think you're yeah, right. It, it, but it feels like that, doesn't it? I'm, I mean, one of the things that I, I admire about you, Colin, is you are very much a futurist. You take a long view on where things are going and, and get more excited about what's coming around the bend than just about anybody else I've, I've met, which is always fun for me. And I think that that perspective is especially nice as we talk about these new technologies and, and changes in the way that we approach problems. Part of this behavioral or this customer science discussion that we had, and I, I also enjoyed making that, that podcast, was a discussion about it not just being the new technologies, but it being potentially anyway, a, a, a fundamental difference in perspective, a different way of thinking about customers that's facilitated by these new technologies and approaches. And, and that's exciting to me as well. 
Yeah. When you talk about an inflection point, and just so we've managed to get Apple in every <laughs> podcast we've done this year. 2020. <laughs> we did it. But if you looked at the iPhone, okay, when it was launched, touchscreen technology was already there. It wasn't new. It was sitting in a, I think, Palo Alto, some laboratory. I think, I think it was Xerox. It was sitting there. Cellular was sitting there. Streaming music was sitting there. It was, none of those things were new. What was, what was new was somebody saw, Jobs, the merger of those things. And I'm by no means putting myself on a par with uh, Steve Jobs. But somebody saw the merger of, of those things and started to say, hold on, there's some power in putting these things together. And I think that data, we know there's a ton of data. We know there's AI that we'll be able to, uh, we will be able to use to, to analyze things, predict things. We know, and all the listeners to this podcast will know the importance of behavioral science and how that, that's growing. It's just putting all those things together and creating that infusion from that inflection point. Did you like the way I did that? Yeah, that was like jargon layered both. upon jargon. That was very impressive. <laughs> um, I may have to quote you on that and then forget that it was you who said it at some point. It's so impressive. That was. Yeah. And by the way, this is this is not me turning around and saying, I'm a clever boy. It's customer science. These are, if you actually Google it, there's not much stuff out there, but there are a few people starting to talk about customer science. And, and that all, all I'm doing, by the way, by doing that is sticking a label on something to sort of add those bits those bits together. I like the parallel with the iPhone for a couple of reasons. You point out that correctly, that all the different parts of the iPhone, all the different features were more or less all there. There were a few innovations that came along with it, but, but mostly it was just kind of organizing and repackaging. And I think that there are parallels to some of the early work that's been done in big data and in AI and machine learning and where these technologies have been around for a while and used somewhat clumsily sometimes, you know, some of the early applications of these ideas have not been seamless, just like some of the early touchscreen technology was real problematic. But like with the iPhone, I think we're getting to the point now where there's more experience with it. There's more tools available so that people can seamlessly integrate it into what they're doing, that things might change very rapidly at this point on that. What we're also seeing is that there are companies out there that are doing it, okay? We talked about in the podcast about Amazon, you know, the way that they're doing it and how they're, the amount of data that they can now collect on you from things you're asking them on the Alexa. Now I've said that everyone's Alexa suddenly waking up. But, you know, how much data they can on what you're buying and what you're asking Alexa to do on opening your front doors with their Ringo and various things like that. And if you look at Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, and just understanding how and why people do things, if you look at the whole area of psychographics and everything else, I think it's just, it's, don't get me wrong, it's it's not going to suddenly be flavor of the month next year. It will take a time to build up, but I'm pretty convinced that in two or three years' time, we'll be talking about this in a much more serious nature. You know, I think it's, the, personally, I think it's going to be the next wave of change that we see. But there you go. Hopefully something good come out of um, uh, 2020. About time. At the very end of the year, 2020 took 11 <laughs> months and 
three weeks for something good to come out of it. But finally did. Absolutely. So a couple of things just for the listener. We have changed our show notes. Not a huge issue, but what we've tried to do is we've tried to put some timestamps in our show notes. So from uh, the last couple of weeks, actually, but certainly into next year, you're going to be able to pick out the parts that you want to listen to if you want to listen to the podcast in, in that way rather than listen to the whole thing, although I'm sure most of you will want to listen to the, to the whole thing. I think what Colin's moving towards is eventually we're going to have a Colin only cut of all of these <laughs> yeah. with the touch of a button, uh, an AI yeah. configuration will, will eliminate my voice entirely. You know, give the people what they want. We will also have a special button that skips to the quotes that Ryan has apparently <laughs> given. <laughs> well, nearly everything I say is quotable, Colin. So I don't know that that'll actually save anybody any time, but. Yeah. So uh, they've got timestamps on them. The other thing that's uh, in there is we're going to be putting some links to useful information that um, that you may find useful to do with the podcast. So we hope that's going to be of uh, use to people going forward. And finally, the other thing that will be in there is uh, we're doing a, just a study on who the listeners are and what they want to see, how we can improve things. So if you go, if I could ask you just to go into the show notes, just click on the button there and go and answer some questions on um, how well we're doing and various different things like that. That would help. It literally takes, I think we timed it at four minutes, and that would really help us improve for 2021. So can I say one thing in, in parting, Colin? Uh, yeah, please wrap do. Up here? I believe you and I started, or we launched our podcast at the beginning of a year. Is that correct? It was. Uh, we did. Yeah. We've been. I think this is now the second year we've been doing this. So we're, we're marking the start of our third year of our podcast as kind of an anniversary Correct. episode. So I just, I would like to take the opportunity to say thank you, Colin. This has been, you know, you and I started this on kind of a lark. We um, we started having these conversations as a way of promoting our, our book, The Intuitive Customer. And I never anticipated that two years later, we would still be doing these weekly and that I would still enjoy them as much as I do. And uh so thank you. It's been it's been great. I, I view this as one of the the great opportunities that came to me in my career, getting to to meet you and work with you and co-author and now do this podcast going for so long now, and it's been great. Thank you for that. And likewise, it's a, clearly a joint thing. And the thing that I love, mate, more than all, is our listenership has been growing in leaps and bounds. That's nice. I mean, I I enjoy speaking into the ether every week, um, <laughs> the emptiness of my office, but the fact that people are in fact hearing this is surprising, honestly, and, and really great. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's clear also just from some of the early survey results and the reviews that we've been getting that people enjoy it, they find it useful, they enjoy the banter that you and I have together, which is uh, also good because I know we enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully it's a win-win-win all around, which is uh, really good news. To the most important person who is um, hopefully listening now, uh, and that is you, the listener. So thank you very much for listening. Yes. It makes it all worthwhile when we see the download numbers go up each month and we start going, actually, this is really worthwhile, and we put try to put more effort into it. So thank you very much for, for listening. 
and one thing I would ask you to do, just tell some people, because if we can get more people listening, that just gives Ryan and I even more incentive to carry on doing this and, uh, and hopefully coming to you with some wisdom and maybe a few jokes as well. Have a great new year, everyone, and um, look forward to talking to you next year. Cheers. This has been the Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.